Hey everyone, uh, it is Thursday and that means we are reading Matthew chapter, oh, first Mark 4, 35-41 and then Matthew 14, 22-34 and these are both passages where we see Jesus and his power and my iPhone um, and water. And hopefully you, um, as you've read through this week, uh, not just the readings that we have but the, also some of the allusions that we've come to uh, you see these ideas coming back. Uh, so, for instance, our very the very first interaction with water in the entire Bible is um, God parting the waters uh, to create after, heaven and earth. To create heaven and earth, and He does that, of course, with a word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here in Mark, we see the power of God's word to calm these chaotic waters. My favorite little detail in this uh, Mark passage is that Jesus was asleep. On the cushion, none of the other Gospels mention it, but like Mark is specific, like he's literally just chilling. <laughs> right. Um, and this is not just to showcase, right, Jesus's power, um, but really it's the question at the end in verse 41. That's really the point of this, that the disciples are wondering, wait, who is this, right? Who is this person who could calm the storm with simply a word? Which again harkens back to, I mean, not the word part, but the controlling the water part. You know, we've seen Moses, we've seen Elijah, Elisha, right? Oh, like this guy, Jesus, he's not just some teacher. He is someone we should follow. Right. And the word is powerful, right? That it's not, um, that these things that they fear uh, and, you know, can easily be applied to the many things in life and in this world that we fear that God, that Jesus literally is like down boy, right? Like he's so, he's so much more powerful than, than any of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, which then gets us to Matthew 14, um, Jesus walking on water. And this is in, um, I think it's, it's not in all four gospels. I think it's in three of the four gospels. Yeah, I don't think it's in all uh, I don't think it's in John. Um, but Jesus walking on the water being very different from, uh, Moses and Joshua parting the waters, mm-hmm. uh, and we saw what that meant last, uh, last yesterday. Uh, but two today, two, yeah. whatever. Um, but then we see here that Jesus, being so powerful, he even doesn't need to part the waters. He's just like, <laughs> he just hold on me it. up. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I mean, what these disciples saw is like a normal reaction. If you saw somebody walking on water, you would think it's a hoax or a ghost. And since it was the middle of the night, yeah, ghost. Um, and then uh, we see this famous passage where Peter says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus says, come. And it's this beautiful picture of Peter um coming out of the boat. And I'm sure you've heard sermons where you see in verse 30, it's, he can walk on water, but as soon as he sees the wind, and I'm sure the waves, that's when he starts to sink, when he takes his eyes off of Jesus. I think there's an interesting picture for Peter here entering a new understanding of who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, that harkens back all the way to Noah, that Noah on a boat in the waters sends out a dove and what is brought back is the understanding that soon they will be able to walk out Mm -hmm. and that it will be a new existence 
Um, and here we see that answer to the question that they posed in, in Mark chapter mark, 4, yeah. in verse 33. Now they begin to understand who Truly, he really is. Truly, you are the Son of God. Yeah, and that's really powerful. Um, because remember, back in those days, they didn't have, you know, weather forecasts and like being able to track fish, you know, in the water like we can now. Like the water was symbol of chaos and to have Jesus be able to control it. Later in other parts of the gospel, you'll see like God even tells them where to fish, you know, like God providing through the water, like the best, even more than enough. Their nets were about to break, you know, and uh, this is such a beautiful picture of Jesus commanding. And as you're reading it and um, seeing how to apply into your own lives, I think it's really valuable to see how the disciples react to Jesus they don't react with faith and he even calls them out on it, right? Mm -hmm. And even Peter, right, in that moment of faith, he loses it. And yet, in the midst of the storm, that it is God himself and his words that are really what hold them up. And it's the same for us, right? It's not whatever you think your perfection has to be, but it is the word of God that is going to sustain you in the many storms of life that will come, as he said in the parable, like the storms of life will come, will but come. do you build your house on the, the rock, rock, which is the word, right? Which or, is Jesus. Which is Jesus, or do you build it upon sifting sand? Which is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. All right, have a good day. Aren't you glad the reading is short today? Okay, bye. <laughs>